queen denoted. Lust and mystery sparkled in her scintillating eyes. Cruelty lurked in the curl of her full red lips. Each movement of her supple body was subtly suggestive. Her coiffure imitated that of the queen's. On her feet were gilded sandals such as Taramis wore in her boudoir. The sleeveless, low-necked silk tunic, girdled at the waist with a cloth of gold cincture, was a duplicate of the queen's night garment. "'Who are you?' gasped Taramis, an icy chill she could not explain creeping along her spine. "'Explain your presence before I call my ladies-in-waiting to summon the guard.' "'Scream until the roof-beams crack,' callously answered the stranger. "'Your sluts will not wake till dawn, though the palace spring into flames about them. "'Your guardsmen will not hear your squeals. "'They have been sent out of this wing of the palace.' "'What?' exclaimed Taramis, stiffening with outraged majesty. "'Who dared give my guardsmen such a command?' I did, sweet sister, sneered the other girl, a little while ago before I entered. They thought it was their darling adored queen. Ha! How beautifully I acted the part. With what imperious dignity, softened by womanly sweetness, did I address the great louts who knelt in their armor and plumed helmets. Taramis felt as if a stifling net of bewilderment were being drawn about her. "'Who are you?' she cried desperately. "'What madness is this? Why do you come here?' "'Who am I?' There was the spite of a she-cobra's hiss in the soft response. The girl stepped to the edge of the couch, grasped the queen's white shoulders with fierce fingers, and bent to glare full into the startled eyes of Taramis. And under the spell of that hypnotic glare, the queen forgot to resent the unprecedented outrage of violent hands laid on regal flesh. "'Fool!' gritted the girl between her teeth. "'Can you ask? Can you wonder? I am Salome.' "'Salome?' Taramis breathed the word, and the hairs prickled on her scalp as she realized the incredible, numbing truth of the statement. "'I thought you died within the hour of your birth,' she said feebly. "'So thought many,' answered the woman who called herself Salome. "'They carried me into the desert to die. Damn them!' I, a mewing, puling babe whose life was so young it was scarcely the flicker of a candle. And do you know why they bore me forth to die? I, I have heard the story, faltered Taramis. Salome laughed fiercely and slapped her bosom. The low-necked tunic left the upper parts of her firm breasts bare, and between them there shone a curious mark, a crescent red as blood. The mark of the witch, cried Taramis, recoiling. Aye, Salome's laughter was dagger-edged with hate. The curse of the kings of Koran. Aye, they tell the tale in the marketplaces, with wagging beards and rolling eyes, the pious fools. 
They tell how the first queen of our line had traffic with a fiend of darkness and bore him a daughter who lives in foul legendry to this day. And thereafter in each century a girl baby was born into the Oscurin dynasty with a scarlet half-moon between her breasts that signify her destiny. Every century a witch shall be born. So ran the ancient curse, and so it has come to pass. Some were slain at birth, as they sought to slay me. Some walked the earth as witches, proud daughters of Koran, with the moon of hell burning upon their ivory bosoms. Each was named Salome. I, too, am Salome. It was always Salome the witch. It will always be Salome the witch, even when the mountains of ice have roared down from the pole.